It's time. We are not called to be nice. Sandy Rios, welcome Sandy, thanks for being here. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in DC is Fox News contributor, Sandy Rios. You and you still like me or you or you don't like me, James? Are you okay? You're all right. <laughs> I'm a musician, I can't help it. Uh, longtime Fox News contributor, Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. We have, I think it's four to one youth in America wants gay marriage. Our kids are the product of public schools. No wonder they poll the way they do. It's time to stand up or we're going to lose everything we have. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. This isn't a game. This is real life. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. Some things are worth fighting for. Good morning, America. I'm Jay Christian Adams. In for Sandy Rios again this morning. Thank you, Sandy, for having me substitute for you. I've been here a couple days last two weeks, and if we haven't met, I'm the president of the Public Interest Legal Foundation, the nation's only nonprofit law firm dedicated totally to election integrity. In fact, we're going to be talking about elections this, uh, this hour with Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton joining us shortly. You can follow along at publicinterestlegal.org if you want to get more information about that. I'm also a President Trump appointee to the United States Commission on Civil Rights. I'm actually going to be on that until 2025. I, I think I'll be the last Trump appointee in the federal government. So you can follow me on Twitter at Election Law CTR. I'm so glad you're here this morning. So much going on in the news. Boy, when you listen to the news, you think that you're in some sort of time warp back to 1970-something. Gas prices uh, pushing $5, $6 a gallon, depending on where you are. Shortages of things. Baby formula, really, in America? Look, folks, things like that don't happen by accident. They don't happen unless the government has done something to mess things up. In other words, if a product gets to market for decades and suddenly doesn't get to market, there's only one thing to blame somehow, and that's going to be the government. It's not, it's not the private sector because the private sector has the incentive to get baby formula on the shelves. So something the government has done is causing these problems in people's lives. Something the government has done or not done is causing fuel prices to go through the roof. In other words, the market should not have $6 a gallon gas, something the government has done. And in this particular instance, this utopian push toward uh, against fossil fuels, against fossil fuels, stuff that lies underneath American soil in massive abundance, coal, oil, natural gas, massive abundance. We've been blessed to be given these things in this part of the world, in this part of the country, and we're sitting on top of massive amounts. But, but we have a government in Washington, D.C. that thinks, though these are such terrible things, we should all have windmills on our roofs. We should all have solar panels on our roofs. We should all be living in tiny houses. You get the drill. And so what happens is government prevents the development of these resources. It makes them economically bad. It makes you have things in your coal plants 
that make it not work. It makes you, uh, prevents you, prevents oil companies from exploring and developing resources in parts of the country, such as the North Shelf of Alaska, that President Trump opened up and President Biden closed down. Jay Christian Adams with you today. If you want to join in the conversation, we're going to be having Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton coming up in just a little bit in the show. You can call in at one 589 That's one 589 We updated you yesterday about the trial of Michael Sussman, Hillary Clinton's lawyer. Remember, the uh, one of the authors of the Big Russia hoax? The Big Russia hoax that said the president... Trump was colluding with Russian President Vladimir Putin. We now, of course, know that was a complete lie, made up, not true. But the authors of it were in positions of power. Mark Sussman, lawyer, Perkins Coie law firm in Washington, D.C. Hillary's big law firm, also represented by Mark Elias a name you will hear often, you should get to know. Mark Elias and his team of 60 lawyers don't know how they're funded. Mentioned that before. How do you fund this many lawyers? Somebody's paying for it. Well, they're attacking election integrity laws all over the country, like in Texas. We'll be talking with General Paxson about that. So, In the trial yesterday for Michael Sussman, criminal charge lying to the FBI, brought by the United States Department of Justice, Special Prosecutor Durham's case, in the trial that you're hearing so much about in the Washington Post and NBC News, no, you're actually not. In this trial yesterday, James Baker, the former uh, official with the FBI, testified that Sussman told him he had important information about Trump and Russia and that he was not, not, not representing any private party. That's what the trial is all about. A lawyer for Hillary Clinton said, I don't represent Hillary Clinton. I want to tell you about President Trump or soon to be President Trump. That's what the trial is about. He lied to the FBI. So they had jury selection and Jonathan Turley has a great piece at the Hill. And he talks about how different this trial is compared to the Michael Flynn trial. Remember Michael Flynn, General Flynn, President Trump's national security advisor, who was charged with the exact same criminal charge. And he he described the jury, the jury. Now, where does this trial take place? It takes place in Washington, D.C. And if you're a Republican, the last place you want to face a criminal charge is Washington, D.C., Because the jury pool, there are no peers in Washington, D.C. if you're a conservative Republican. And Jonathan Turley writes about this, about the jury for Michael Sussman. One of them, one of them is a donor to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And the lawyers for the Department of Justice said, look, Clinton and Trump are not on trial here. Can you be impartial? She said, oh, yes, knowing that. Knowing that, and Jonathan Turley writes, it might suggest you would not be impartial if the campaigns are part of the trial. Other jurors include a woman who uh, is a Clinton donor. Another one worked for the Clinton campaign in 2008. A juror worked 
for the Clinton campaign in 2008. Another juror in the Michael Sussman trial taking place in D.C. believes the legal system is racist and police departments should be defunded. Okay, so four of the 12, at least, have astonishing bias. Four of the 12. And all, how many does it take, guys, civics lessons? How many does it take to derail a guilty verdict? Answer, one. Welcome to America. That's how the jury system works. So justice is not equal if you're going on trial in Washington, D.C., and you're a Republican. And justice is not equal if you're going on trial in Washington, D.C., and you're a Democrat. Because the jury pool, the jury pool, pay attention to this. That's why a lot of the times they wanted to try people who were spies over across the river in Virginia. Because was you got a more sane jury pool. So that's America in 2022. We have shortages of baby formula, almost $6 a gallon gas, and I don't know where you are, but I drove by a gas station yesterday. It said $5.95 per gallon. $5.95. I mean, (laughs) really? What is this? Rome? I can't even imagine what gas prices are in Rome and London and Europe. I can't even imagine it. And if you think that this doesn't have an impact on everybody's lives, everybody, you have to get to work. Especially the people who don't work for the federal government, who stay at home. The people who work for the federal government, folks, have not been going to work for over two years. I can tell you, as a commissioner on the United States Commission on Civil Rights, which I don't speak for the commission, of course, I always have to say that, but I can tell you some truth, and we might have been the last place to open up. Well, people were going to work at McDonald's and Walmart and football stadiums and airlines and everywhere else around the country, all these federal employees were kicking back at home. Many still are. Kicking back at home, making $150,000 a year, thanks to everyone listening. Getting incredible insurance. Life insurance, dental, the best retirement plans. Notice the plural on that. Plans that I've ever heard of. Just incredible, incredible benefits. So, kicking back, not opening, welcome to America. Welcome to America in 2022, where some people work hard and some people live in large, working out of their house for the federal government. These are the people, by the way, who are writing the regulations that are preventing oil and gas drilling. How about that for a gig? You can you can tell American industry that they can't drill for oil and gas uh, all from the comfort of your own living room and making $155,000 a year. Does it get any better than that? That's the federal government. How many of you guys out there 
have that kind of situation. Very, very, very few people. But by the way, you're bringing that situation to them. You're the ones writing the bills. Look on your paycheck. You're making it possible for Department of Agriculture people to mess up a baby formula approval review all from the comfort of their homes because you pay their salaries. I'm Jay Christian Adams. I'm in for Sandy Rios today. We're going to be joined by Ken Paxton, Texas Attorney General. We're going to learn quite a bit about what the left is doing to undermine election integrity around the country. Quite a bit that the left is doing and who's funding it. And believe it or not, this all relates this all relates to a trial taking place in Washington, D.C. Steve, you're in Arkansas. Good morning, Steve. What do you have to say on American Family Radio? Uh, good morning, Jay. Uh, I, I see, and I heard the action on American Family Radio, uh, Louis Gohmert, uh commentary on Ken Paxton, which was that uh, when that Donald Trump, uh, when that election was going on, that Ken Paxton brought a suit against the government, okay, in that regard, and had several people from several from other states joined in it. But he knew from the beginning that it would that it was doomed and it would get nowhere, okay. Well, and and uh, yeah, yeah, you're oh, talking about I'm... I think about uh, well, there's a couple of them that General Paxton's brought against the federal government, along with other attorneys general from other states. Yeah. So I just wanted to comment on that. If he knew it was doomed for the beginning, how would you know that he's not doing that for self-aggrandizement? Well, and look, how is self- yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I don't really care why he's doing it. I, I think if the federal government overreaches, the question for me is, uh, is it worth pursuing a case to try to stop the overreach? And my answer nine times out of ten is going to be yes. Uh, it is a good thing to do. Uh, to stop the federal government when you can from engaging in unconstitutional behavior. My name is Jay Christian Adams. I'm in for Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. So glad you joined us. We're going to be joining and talking with Attorney General Ken Paxton from Texas next about what's happening with our elections in Texas and around the country. If you'd like to join us this hour, the number is 1-888-589-8840. I'm Jay Christian Adams on American Family Radio. We'll be back right after this. In a world where no one can tell us no. To this day, every human being born on this planet is the product of a male and a female. That's the way God set it up. God created us in his image. A place where Facebook and YouTube have no control. I think the command in Scripture relative to men and women is not mainly women sit down, but men stand up, act like men, lead as you're supposed to. A place where we can no longer be canceled. When the Scripture speaks, God speaks. And if you understand that rightly, then everything else simply falls into place. The American Family Association presents the AFA streaming platform. Just visit streaming.afa.net for the latest films, documentaries, and AFA original productions. You'll even find videos from some of your favorite talk shows. All you have to do is create a free account at streaming.afa.net. 
The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relief. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starn. Stand by for news and commentary next. Are you looking for a university that provides a quality Christian education with excellent academic and athletic programs? Well, I want to invite you to visit Liberty University, where they offer multiple visiting opportunities to fit your schedule. Plan a visit to their Central Virginia campus and stay for an afternoon, a day, or an entire weekend. You can also take a virtual tour from the comfort of your own home. Plan your visit today by texting "Go Visit" to the number 49596. Again, that's "Go Visit" to the number 49596. Former President George W. Bush said the quiet part out loud the other day. Speaking at Southern Methodist University, he called the Iraq War a brutal invasion that was wholly unjustified. President Bush quickly corrected himself, blaming the mistakes on old age. The president is 75. But there's a lot of truth to what President Bush said. The Iraq war was wholly unjustified, and it was, in fact, brutal. I was one of the few conservatives who opposed the war. It made no sense. There were no weapons of mass destruction, as they said. There were no connections between Saddam Hussein and the 9-11 terrorist attackers. President Bush hailed the invasion as a way to bring American-style democracy to the Middle East. Instead, it turned Iraq into a perpetual war zone. American lives were lost given the Iraqis' freedom that the Iraqi people never wanted in the first place. I'm Todd Starnes. Don't forget to connect with Sandy Rios in the morning on Getter or email Sandy at Sandy at AFR.net. That's Sandy at AFR.net. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. Good morning, America. I'm Jay Christian Adams. You're on American Family Radio. It's a lovely Friday. Summer is coming in. Oh, boy. Especially if you're in the southern part of the United States. You've got summer already. And we've got your calls at 1-88-589-8840. We'll be joined later this hour by Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton talking about, oh, all these great things that Mark Elias and these left-wing organizations are doing to undermine election integrity. But we are faced, facing in America a completely unprecedented situation with gas prices going through the roof baby formula disappearing from shelves and wondering how it's affecting your life. One thing I can tell you is this doesn't happen by accident. One thing I can tell you is when we don't have baby formula on shelves, it means the government has done something. It means the government has gotten in the way. The government has messed something up. And what it is is the question. Steve, you're in Iowa. Good morning. 
You're on American Family Radio with Jay Christian Adams and for Sandy Rios. Good morning, Jay. Please give me 30 seconds, okay? Go. <clears throat> the, book, <laughs> the book titled American Marxism will answer these questions that you have asked so frequently. It is a design to create chaos according to the Marxist doctrine so that the situation, citizenship, everything else will... <clears throat> will fall in on itself and implode so that they can take over with their revolution. This is well, what it is. None of these things that you speak of, sir, are by accident, as you've said. They are all created on purpose, and we have 50 senators, Republicans, who are not doing a censored, censored, censored thing about it. You don't. I, I wish you could look into how many of them are on the payroll of China. Well, that thankfully is something you generally can look at. Uh, you have to register as a Chinese as a agent of a foreign government, and uh, you know some people actually get prosecuted for failing to do so. But regarding the ultimate reason why these things are happening to the country, it is without question, without question, that our high gas prices are because of people who are ideologically opposed to cheap, clean energy. These are people who think oil is a dirty word. These are people who think coal is, is, is like the plague. That if you have coal, it's like the plague. So I, I, I recognize what you're getting at, uh, and... Uh, it's it's not a good thing. Bob, you're in Alabama. Good morning. You're on American Family Radio with Jay Christian Adams. Good morning, Jay. It's Bob from Alabama. I think very interesting that Rivian is planning an electric vehicle plant in Georgia, and it's owned primarily by George Soros. Well, that one's new to me. I, I will tell you, I know that Soros is involved in a lot of things. Um, electric vehicle plants, I did not know. Now, I will tell you, I am a fan of electric vehicles. I think they're a good thing. I think people should have the choice in the marketplace to buy them. And for a lot of people, they're a great idea. I Look, you can, you can go weeks without buying gasoline. You can go weeks. And right now, that's a good thing. And frankly, it probably makes economic sense for a lot of people to have an electric vehicle. But at the same time, the government acting in ways to make gas higher in price is a bad thing. And that's exactly what the Biden administration is doing because they're restricting the supply. And if you've ever taken any economics, if you shift the supply curve in one direction, the price goes up. If you jolt the supply curve, the price goes up. So this is an absolute problem with the government. Now, people can't get baby formula to give to their newborns unless, unless they're in a certain place. And you're in Arizona. Is anybody getting baby formula out there, Ann? Oh, sure. And who yeah. is that? The people on the border, the illegals. 
there's pallets of it. It was the, it was uh, uh, on broadcast on the channel I listened to. Somebody took photos, and uh, apparently they got in trouble or whatever. But it's been taken down like so much other stuff. Um, but this where the pallets are, and that's in Arizona. I don't know about Texas and the rest of the border, but it was in Arizona. So in other words, while American families can't get baby formula, foreign families can who are here illegally. Okay. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. I mean, seriously. I mean, it, it, are they trying to find comic contrast? Do people in the White House say, let's cook up the most absurd things we can figure? Like, hey, I got a great idea. Let's create a government agency designed to uh, be disinformation experts. And we'll have a head of this agency sing a Mary Poppins song about disinformation. It'll be right out of 1984. Let's do that because everybody will get a kick out of it. Is that what's happening? Or is it something more sinister? Are they sitting around saying, we think gas prices should go near $6 a gallon, so let's limit domestic production. I mean, that's got to be something similar to what's occurring. This stuff doesn't happen by accident. There are some smart people in the government who are aware of the idea that if you limit this production, the prices go up. And there was the joker testifying, the energy secretary testifying uh, to Congress who said that the administration has done absolutely nothing to increase the price of gas. Buzzer, wrong. They blame Vladimir Putin, who's done something to increase the price of gas. But gas was going up before the invasion. Gas was going through the roof before the invasion of Ukraine. So, as a matter of fact, it happened right after the inauguration. So, Anne, you're exactly right. You have baby formula on the border, but not at the Safeway or the, what do you call it in Texas? HEB, H-E-B. Robin, you're in Arkansas. What do you have to say this morning on American Family Radio? Good morning, Jay. I um in Arkansas. We have, in El Dorado, Arkansas, I believe it is, an oil refinery. We are an oil exporter, just as our, um, Oklahoma and Texas. Why can't the governor, why can they not pump our oil and refine it and sell it here at reasonable prices to people who have Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas license plates? Well, okay, it's a little more complicated than that because oil is a commodity. It's like sugar or grain or lumber where you just put it into the system and it just goes everywhere. Uh, the real problem is that there's a whole bunch of land in the United States where you are not allowed to drill for any oil. Uh, Alaska tops the list. And if you were able to drill for oil in these places, it would enter as a commodity into the stream of commerce and the supply curve would jolt in one direction. In other words, it would just go like a, an earthquake. It would go dunk to one direction and suddenly you'd have more supply and you'd have lower prices. But that's not happening because the government will not allow any resource development on these lands. Lands which, by the way, are owned by you and me. Lands which are 
public lands. So they won't issue leases to drill in these places. And by the way, while we're at it, let's limit the ability to transport energy by killing off pipelines. Because after all, pipelines are evil. <laughs> I don't, you know, I, I barely jest, folks. There are people out there who think any, anything associated with fossil fuels is evil in the sense of the word that you and I understand it. That it's somehow a, a sin against the great Mother Earth and Gaia and Vishnu and, uh, uh, um, you know, the May crown, uh, the May, the May dance around the pole. You have to understand that these people really believe this stuff, that pipelines have scarred Mother Earth. You know what? The largest natural gas pipeline in the entire United States, in the eastern, east of the Mississippi, goes underneath my neighborhood. It's like a five-foot-wide gas pipeline. It goes underneath my neighborhood. It goes underneath residential areas near Washington, D.C., and then under the Potomac River. So, I'm sorry, folks. This is what gives us easy, clean, cheap gas to make our pasta. This is what gives us the ability uh, to live in January when it's 10 degrees outside, and it's not like something from a, a Charles Dickens novel where shoveling coal into a furnace and shivering by the potbelly stove in a sweater. Cheap energy makes your life good and saves lives. But that's not what we have in Washington, D.C. We don't have many people who agree with that. In Washington, we have people who think we should be uh, living in, you know, like, tiny houses, um, eating raw rice and having a solar panel that lets us listen to the radio a couple hours a day. And that's what our lives should be. Primitive. They're, they're the Neo Stone Age people. And I do not jest. They actually think that we are better off primitive. They are pre-modernists who reject technological advancement that the capitalist system has brought us. So when you, when you wonder why anybody would want $6 or gas, you have to remember the people who are driving policy decisions in Washington, D.C. You're on with Jay Christian Adams on American Family Radio. What do you have to say this morning at 1-888-589-8840? We're going to be joined shortly by Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, and he's going to talk about what's going on with elections across the country, and particularly what the left is doing in Texas. Sherry in Illinois, good morning, Sherry. What do you have to say this morning on American Family Radio? Good morning. I know our Constitution provides for secession planning when the president is incompetent. It would be to the vice president and then, then the Speaker of the House. My, quest, my point I want to make is, what I need you to answer is, at what point does he get declared incompetent? We all know he's a shadow president. We all know someone else is running the show because his elevator isn't going to the top. I'm sorry, but that's a fact, and it's scary. Nobody's accountable. When he does all this damage under his administration, whoever's doing it, the picture's on him and not the, not 
not who's really in power. So we need to make that change whether we want it or not. It's a matter of trusting the Lord's timing and, and His sovereignty, honestly. Well, Sherry, I think you bring up something that a lot of Americans have recognized, and I will tell you from my personal uh, approach to this, I almost have to avert my eyes, okay? Because I think I see what you see and what every other American sees when he speaks. And we all recognize it. We've all had relatives in that situation. I know my Uncle Jack got like this when he was, when he was getting up there. And I respected and honored and took care of and did what you do for Uncle Jack. But when it's the president of the United States who's getting like this, we all have different ways of dealing with it. I will tell you how I deal with it. I avert my eyes because it's frightening. It's frightening and you worry. You worry about decision-making in time of crisis. That's just how it is. I think everybody's gone through that same thought. But at the same time, look at what's waiting in the wings. <laughs> I mean, talk about a great defensive strategy. Let's pick a vice president that is incompetent, arrogant, and sort of stumbled into the job. And we won't get into the stumbling part because this is a family show. And so you have this defensive strategy where even the most harsh critic of President Biden's state of mind kind of doesn't want anything to change because what's coming up behind might be a lot worse. And what do you do in that situation? You know what I do? I watch that calendar flip. I watch that calendar roll on by and say, get here quick, 2024. I'm Jay Christian Adams. I'm in for Sandy Rios on American Family Radio. Thank you for your calls this morning. Up next, we have got a real treat. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxson will be joining us. And if there's anybody who's been on the front lines of fighting in the election trenches, it's Ken Paxton. Because the nonsense that has been thrown at Texas over the last couple of years or decades, frankly, from the Justice Department, from the ACLU, from everybody, it's a saga we're going to recount next on American Family Radio and Big Christian Adams in for Sandy Rios. Hi, this is Pastor Robert Morris. I'm often asked, how do I grow in my relationship with the Lord? How do I hear God? What is God's plan and purpose for me? I want to personally invite you to join me on Sunday mornings right here on AFR for worship and the Word, and we will discover the answer to these questions together. We'll explore the truths found in God's Word that will help you strengthen your faith and develop a more intimate relationship with Him. When you hear this... This is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow 
political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. What is the source of America's greatness? My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Alexis de Tocqueville, a 19th century French political thinker and philosopher, had this exact same question. On the heels of the French Revolution, he came to America in 1831 to investigate America's ascendancy. In doing so, he found that America's greatness did not lie in her economic system. It did not lie in her banking system, nor did it lie in her educational system. He found America's pulpits aflamed with righteousness was the source of America's greatness. He opined that America is great because she is good. But when America ceases to be good, she will cease to be great. Let us pray for a restoration of the flame of righteousness in our pulpits. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, watching your hard-earned dollars just flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option called MediShare 65+. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills And it really is a community. People encourage and pray for each other. And MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B that fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. It's great for peace of mind. And you can use your Medicare-approved doctor and get prescription savings, dental and vision savings. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're great to talk to on the phone. Here's the number. Call 833-45-BIBLE. That's 833-45-BIBLE. 833-45-BIBLE. This is Frank Gaffney with the Secure Freedom Minute. Next week, the Biden administration intends to reward Dr. Tedros Gerbrasis, the director general of the World Health Organization, for arguably the most profoundly wrong and deadly public health misdiagnosis ever. Team Biden wants the man who affirmed and enforced Chinese Communist Party lies about the COVID-19 pandemic it unleashed on the planet to be authorized to dictate what's a, quote, public health emergency of international concern, unquote, and what affected nations must do in response. Actually, history's greatest public health emergency is communist China's illegal biological warfare program that spawned this pandemic. An avowed Marxist like Tedros, who helped voice the further needless destruction of the so-called China model of lockdowns, vaccine mandates, and passports on the rest of us, should be prosecuted for his role in China's present global genocide, not empowered to do worse in the future. This is Frank Gaffney. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. Good morning. You're listening to American Family Radio. I am Jay Christian Adams in for Sandy Rios this week, off and on. So glad to be with you. have enjoyed it. All the stuff we've talked about. I uh, really appreciate it, Sandy, for letting me substitute for you. It's always fun when we get together here on American Family Radio. Up next, we have a treat. We have Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. And General Paxton has been on the forefront of the fight against the left, oh, ever since he's uh, he's taken office. But 
the particular area that I'd like to talk about has to do with our elections and what the left is doing in trying to dismantle the system. General Paxton, good morning. How are you? I am doing well. Good morning. Thanks for joining us uh, all around the country. And I know there's a lot of listeners in Texas, too. And we, uh, for many, many years, Texas has been the target. When I was at the United States Department of Justice voting section uh, in in the Bush and Obama administration, I I remember seeing signs all over the voting section that said, mess with Texas, mess with Texas, because there was a deep hatred for Texas among voting section lawyers, not myself, of course, but among my colleagues, do you do you get a sense that that's still like that? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's interesting you said that because I, I didn't know that, but it 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 fits the scenario of what we've been dealing with since I was in the Texas House and Senate, and and now that they constantly look for angles to try to uh, upset our elections, make them less trustworthy. Because I think they know one, they don't like us because we're a conservative Republican state. Second, uh, we. I think they want to change our, our, our voting patterns so that they can control the country. Now, earlier in the hour, we were talking about the Michael Sussman trial, uh, the lawyer for Perkins Coie, who was one of the authors of the Russia-Trump collusion hoax and the jury selection and all those things taking place in Washington, D.C. But this is part of an election narrative, isn't it? Because Perkins Coie and now the Mark Elias group, the Mark Elias's law firm, private law firm, they're really front and center in this. Uh, there's a case against Texas. Um, my organization, the Public Interest Legal Foundation, filed an intervention motion to help defend, which unfortunately the court did not grant. Uh, and really, Mark Elias, he's at the center of a lot of this going on around the country, but particularly in Texas, isn't he? Uh, absolutely. You know, they targeted our elections just like they did Georgia and Arizona and Pennsylvania. We had 12 lawsuits going over mail-in ballots. And those groups, Perkins Coie, Mark Elias, if they had been successful in one of those 12 lawsuits, uh, they would have sent out, say, Harris County. If we'd lost Harris County, two and a half million ballots would have been sent out, just like they were in Georgia. And you would have found Texas counting ballots for three days. And cause, So we were on the list. And those guys are definitely targeting us, and they, they, they've continued. And actually, they've, I think, pulled off a little bit of a coup in Texas already uh, over the last eight, nine months. And, you know, my organization, as I said, we tried to intervene and we've submitted an amicus in the case. And I don't know exactly what's happening in discovery. I do know there's some depositions that have been taking place with some folks, some experts that I've actually deposed in the past. But I hope, I hope your lawyers are drilling into the other side's existence as much as they're trying to drill into yours. You know, General Paxton's kind of ironic. After Perkins Coie, or I should say Mark Elias, opposed our intervention, and said we had nothing to do with the case. They attempted to serve third-party discovery on our organization, so they wanted their cake and eat it too. Uh, it's how it goes, you know, if you're an inconsistent lawyer. But something very interesting happened in one of your cases in Texas, and I, I, I hope you know the details better than I do, um, but I think Mark Elias, again, folks, Mark Elias is this lawyer we've talked a lot about on the show who's front and center on undermining election integrity laws. I think he was sanctioned for some ethical issue in Texas out of a case against your office. Does this ring any bells? Uh, not to me. It doesn't mean it doesn't, it hasn't happened. We have 
38,000 cases going at any given time in my office. So the fact that I wouldn't necessarily know about some sanction of Mark Elias uh, right. doesn't necessarily and, and surprise me. Totally understandable. And my understanding of the, of the sanctions was it was a voting case, of course, against Texas, and he made a misrepresentation of the court, and the district court in Texas, the United States District Court, sanctioned him for making some sort of misrepresentation of the court, and he thought, he thought that, oh, I'm Mark Elias, I can't be sanctioned, and he took it to the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, and, and you'll never guess what happened there, is they affirmed the <laughs> sanctions in just the last couple of months. So uh, thank you very much for whatever lawyer in your office uh, decided to press that matter, because I suspect, folks, that this that the same sort of misbehavior occurs all around the country with Mark Elias. In fact, we're tangling with him in Virginia, where he has made uh, misrepresentations, in my opinion, uh, in the pleadings there to the court. So this is a problem going on around the country. And and thank your lawyers on the case for, for pushing it. Absolutely. You know, it, 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 the, the fact that potentially one of our lawyers did do that, uh, first of all, sends a message to him. You're not, you're, you, you can't get away with this always. And it also sets him up for the future so that people realize that he's already been sanctioned. They're more likely to go after him if he does it again. Exactly. And, and as a matter of fact, in a, in a, in a pleading that we had to file in Virginia, we, ma- we made an allusion to the Texas sanctions, uh, but are yet to fully tease them out. But if given the opportunity to in Virginia, we're going to make the sanctions in Texas uh, front and center uh, on, another, on another pleading. So, so why Texas? Why do you think it is that these people that I work with at the Justice Department voting section hate Texas so much? I mean, why not uh, Arizona or Louisiana? What, what, what is it about Texas that they, they don't like? I think part of it is we're a, an example of a su- very successful Republican state that has low taxation, less regulation, it's really the antithesis of the socialist model that the Democrats tout. And the success of Texas hurts the narrative for them, especially when you see, you know, literally thousands of people moving here almost every day uh, trying to escape uh, socialism in other states. And so that that, that narrative is, is hard for them to deal with. So whatever they can do, whether it's destroy our border and bring as much crime into our state to try to hurt our state, there. I mean, this isn't like, normal presidency here. This is These are people that like to see negative things happen to good people because it, 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 it encourages this idea that their, that their way is better, the socialist model is better. So they do whatever they can to hurt Texas, I think, because we are a leading Republican state that is extremely successful, especially when you compare us to California, New York, Illinois. We're not losing people. People are, are, are voting with their feet, and they despise that. You know, uh, a number of years ago, I, I litigated a case in Stark County against the election official there, another one in Zavala County, uh, and frankly, another one in, in um, I want to say it's Terrell. It's got like 800 people. It's up in the, in the bend. And one of the things we found in all of these counties litigating these election cases was the role of politiqueras, politiqueras who would go into communities and collect ballots from people and really exert undue influence. Um, now, this was a decade ago. Do you think that that problem still exists in elections uh, among, you know, particularly in the Valley, uh, or is it, is it been taken care of? Do you have any insights into that? 
so one of the things that we've done when I came into office, we only, there was one lawyer that dealt with uh, fraud, voter fraud. And voter fraud is the only thing that we were allowed under statute to prosecute. Everything else has to done, be done by a local DA, which means a lot of you know things aren't going to get done. So we have I, I got the legislature to give me money for three more prosecutors, and we have over 900 cases going right now. So people at least know we're out there that we're we may not get to every case that's out there, but there's a lot of voter fraud in Texas. We're we're making progress on stopping it. The downside. What I was referring to earlier is the Court of Criminal Appeals, which is a Republican court, uh, in December, right after their filing deadline, so no one could run against them, they struck down this 1951 statute that the legislature put in place directing the attorney general to prosecute voter fraud. And by the way, the Court of Criminal Appeals is the highest court in Texas as it relates to criminal matters. So there's nowhere to appeal it. And if that stays in place and the legislature doesn't fix this, go back and reauthorize this, and then... We have to, of course, elect different members of the court. Texas will will go blue in, I think, four to six years, because right now what that means is that if that stands, if it truly is unconstitutional, these local DAs, many of them are funded by Soros, will not prosecute voter fraud, and people will know, hey, you can cheat in Travis County or Austin or Houston, wherever, and that's a significant risk, and I think the direction if we don't find a way to stop this. And one of the most peculiar things is your legislature spent so much time on other issues. And, and Texas already had pretty good elections, but they spent so much time on other issues and didn't address that ruling in the last session. Well, maybe I have my calendars upside down, but it would seem that that should have been a top priority in the legislature. No, no, no. What, what, they, what the Court of Criminal Appeals did was genius. It was an 8-1 vote. Most people don't know these Republicans on there. Kevin Urey was the only one that voted the right way. I'm very suspicious now of who's on that court and how they got there and who put them there. But no, they waited. It was genius. They, they get, Soros has gotten his DAs in place in these big counties, and he's also potentially affected this court. And they, there was no legislative session. The session that happened a year earlier. They waited till session was over so that they could do it before an election, a coming election. So they could, it opens the door for fraudulent behavior this November. And they could even announce it. Like the DAs could say, I'm allowing voter fraud in my county. Nothing could be done if the legislature doesn't allow someone like me to go after it, because the DAs could literally organize it, and no one could prosecute them. Yeah. And, and I got to tell you, I've watched voter fraud since I was the Justice Department. That's all the Public Interest League, uh, Legal Foundation does that I run, is, is we fight for election integrity. And nowhere has this situation gotten better in the last 10 years than Texas. Texas has been really the model, and largely because of the work of your office, of taking it seriously on a statewide level, whether it's non-citizens voting, uh, whether it's uh, uh, you know ballot harvesting and so forth. And so kudos to you. I hope the legislature fixes it. But you know, that same court that you just referenced, I think it was last week, made a very bad decision in a case of an alien who I think your office prosecuted for voting. Uh, I don't think it was the Fifth Circuit that reversed. But it, the, the court said that the alien had to know they were voting illegally um, rather than sort of a strict liability uh, rule. Uh, and I'm oversimplifying, of course. Uh, but I, does this ring a bell? Do you remember prosecuting a non-citizen voter that this same stinking court reversed in just the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I think I'm familiar with the case you're talking about. And that, what, the problem with that, again, is they, they've just done the same thing. They have changed the 
it'd be like you, you're going 80 miles an hour in a, a zone where you're only allowed to go 20, and they pull you over. And you say to the officer, I didn't know that it was <laughs> right. You can't give me a ticket. Like, then none of these laws could be prosecuted. There's no law that could be prosecuted because all you have to do is say, I didn't know the law. Well, then we don't have laws. If, if you can... If you can say, well, you know, I did kill, I did kill that person, but I didn't, I didn't know it was, a, I didn't know it was a law that you could, couldn't kill somebody. You presumably get out of every crime ever committed. So that this is the criminal court of appeals, in my opinion, it, it's looking more and more like Soros has has pulled the genius move and put some of his people on there because that that is a, a truly bad ruling. If if I'm getting the the, the case right. Yeah, I think you are. Uh, we're on with Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton on American Family Radio. I'm Jay Christian Adams substituting for Sandy Rios this morning. General Paxton, um, what do you think will happen? Uh, is Texas going to have probably the cleanest election it's ever had, or are we in for trouble this uh, this this fall? But our election laws were set up to 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 make it even better, and we should we should have the cleanest law, cleanest election we've ever had. But this ruling, these rulings by the Court of Criminal Appeals are undermining significantly uh, our our likelihood that we're going to have clean elections. If they want to, they can steal whatever election they want to this 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 fall. And I think a lot of Republicans don't really believe that. A lot of elected officials don't really understand uh, the legal impl- implications and the fact that the Court of Criminal Appeals is just quietly undermining election integrity, and they're doing it at a very critical time. So if... If they if they actually are ready for this, they can steal whatever election they want, whether it's governor, well, attorney general. You know, they can take our Supreme Court. We have five right. members of the Supreme Court up this time. Well, thank you very much for joining us, General Paxson. We've come to the end of our show and the end of my week, substituting for Sandy Rios. I'm Jay Christian Adams. It's been a pleasure being with you the last couple of weeks. Uh, you all have a safe, blessed weekend. And until we talk again... You've been listening to American Family Radio. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.